wonky and we're trying to only get 29 minutes, I guess, today. So that's our max effort here. So we'll see if this camera actually stays on. All right. What I wanted to talk about today is going to be supplements. This is a question that popped up a couple times this week. And I think that's obviously in relationship to our nutrition masterclass that's coming up. So the way that I wanted to jump right into this today is I'm going to kind of go over what I do in my full routine because it's kind of a hefty list. I might even take up the full 29 minutes um, and then kind of jump into what I would recommend for the average gym goer. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about health supplements as well, not just workout supplements because there's obviously going to be a relationship between both of those and probably an urgency for more people to be taking health-conscious supplements versus workout-conscious supplements. So I'll kind of talk about that a little bit. So let's just start with um, my morning routine here because I think the morning routine probably has more supplements than most people take in a lifetime, right? Just in my coffee alone, right? So for me, one of the things that I tried to switch over time is caffeine, I think, is uh, just to talk about supplements there. It's a very powerful weight loss supplement. It's a very powerful workout supplement. It's a very powerful cognition supplement. So I don't need to supplement with it because I drink coffee, obviously, um, and or tea. But one of the things that I personally am more sensitive to or at least trying to be aware of kind of taking out of my diet is removing dairy and not having a lot of dairy in my diet because I am very sensitive to it. And then kind of keep trying to keep sugar at a minimal Obviously not talking about things like, you know, unprocessed things like fruits and things like that, but in relationship to processed sugar. So in my coffee alone, I put, and I'll talk about all these and break them all down. I have, I just do black coffee and I do a little bit of L-theanine in there. I do lion's mane mushroom. I do glycine powder. I do collagen protein. I do MCT powder. Um, and I think that's it. So I want to talk about kind of the two big ones in that one um, for me that I would probably recommend for a lot of people that are trying to maybe remove dairy and a, just a good supplement to have with just some good healthy fats would be MCT oil powder. Um, for me, has been kind of a big game changer. It's something that I think, uh, like my girlfriend, for example, doesn't really care for the taste. It's an acquired taste and so maybe searching around different companies, but I use Bub's Natural. So I'll do two scoops of that. MCT powder is basically a medium chain triglyceride, right? So it's a really healthy fat and actually metabolizes different than like a saturated fat would or um, all the other different types of fats that obviously exist. So for a lot of people in the keto world, MCT oil and or oil powder is a very popular thing. So for me, if you are someone that's drinking coffee, it's a huge recommendation. But I'll, I just want to get through them and I'll talk about what I would recommend. So I use the MCT oil powder as kind of my cream replacement in a sense and um, obviously getting some good healthy fats. I personally try to make my kind of beginning half of the day a little bit more protein and fat focused, obviously with some fiber. And then I try to put a little bit more of my carbs in the second half of the day. That's just personally. Um, and then the collagen protein, that's something that I probably added into the routine supplement wise about, mm, call it like two years ago. I used to do, and I still do whey protein as well, but collagen protein is going to be um, a different type of protein. Obviously, a lot of us think about like hair and skin and nails. And to be honest with you, when I actually first started supplementing with it, one of the things I didn't notice was like how often I was clipping my nails. So you definitely see some results on that end as well. But it's also good because it's uh, it, it brings different amino acid profiles that like whey protein won't, right? So it brings a little bit more uh, like glycine's the main one, which is also why I started as supplementing glycine powder alone because that's just the main amino acid inside of collagen protein. So for me in the coffee, the routine is like I love the MCT oil powder. That's like an essential. The collagen protein, I don't put all the time. Like if I'm trying to do a little bit of a protein fast, sometimes I'll take some of that collagen protein out. Um, but the MCT will always be an essential. 
Uh, glycine powder was the one that I was just talking about that's kind of inside of the collagen protein. One of the things I've realized about glycine powder is it actually has, like, when you buy it in its raw form, and you can buy this off Amazon, it almost looks like sugar, like tabletop sugar. Um, but glycine itself is just the main amino acid inside a collagen protein. So it's actually what I figured was kind of also a great substitute for as like a sweetener. And some of the research that I kind of jumped into, it says that it's the safe limits like upwards of like 30 grams in a day and like a half a teaspoon is just going to be one gram. So it's like really, really, really hard to overdose on. Um, well, not that kind of overdose, but you know what I mean here. So adding that has actually kind of been something that I played around with inside of the coffee routine as being something that I use almost as my sweetener, right? So for me, trying to over the years get away from like the sweetened coffees of like, you know, heavy cream or lots of sugar in the coffee and trying to start with something that's not going to give me as much of a blood sugar change. Um, glycine, collagen protein, MCT oil powder, those are kind of been the things that I love to have in my coffee for in the morning and I'm still drinking on that now. Um, lion's mane mushroom, medicinal mushrooms is something that I have had in the routine probably for about five years to so doing like reishi mushroom at night before bed that helps with some of the deeper stages of sleep. Uh, I do lion's mane mushroom in powder form in my coffee. Um, it, the taste can be something that's a little bit of acquired taste. You can do tinctures, you can do pills, you can do powder. I just prefer to do the powder straight in the coffee. And I think uh, with the MCT oil and the glycine powder, the taste itself kind of gets washed. So you don't really taste much of the lion's mane mushroom at all. Um, and that's kind of my coffee, which just basically kicks off some of the supplements there. Workout supplements, um, I do whey protein shakes probably three or four times a week. I don't do them by themselves. I do them almost as like a breakfast replacement, right? So that's something I definitely will talk later today on like why I think a you know, whey protein or some type of protein powder should be somewhere into the weekly routine, maybe not daily routine for people. So what I do is I'll do like two cups of berries or a cup of berries, like just frozen triple berry mix. I'll do half an avocado and then I'll do a scoop of whey protein and then I add glutamine and add some creatine into there as well. The whey protein, here's one thing to just kind of think about as a recommendation. Everything that I'm talking about today is a supplement, so it's not a replacement for what we're talking about here. We want to get as much as we can from whole food sources. Um, you just kind of have to think about supplementing being the thing that's either bridging the gap, getting you towards whole food, or it's filling the void of maybe what your diet's not providing you, right? Like there is certain diets that almost have a requirement for supplements. Like if you think about being a vegetarian or vegan, some of those amino acids that you're not getting from plant-based foods, you do need to be supplemented on, right? So for me, like when I look at some of the things that we'll talk about later today being some of the essentials, protein powder is always going to be one of those things, right? So sometimes, like I said, I'll do that as like a morning shake. So the berries, the avocado, the protein, and then glutamine is something that I we sell here at Functional Lifestyles. I'm a big uh, – I recommend that to a lot of people. It's great for gut health, and it's great for recovery, right? It's one of those amino acids that's the main driver of the recovery process for muscle. So when you look at muscle preservation or you're someone that works out a lot – um, and even from the gut health, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out now too. Glutamine is something that I just throw into that protein shake as well. The creatine, we were actually just talking about it this morning with Evan and Jaden, like Jaden just bought creatine for the first time. Creatine monohydrate is the most studied supplement of all time. Um, I've been taking that for close to a decade now. It's something you do get from like, you know, red meat and things like that. So there's protein sources that drive that. Um, try not to rely on some of these supplements all the time, but I would say the one that has been the most consistent over the years, second to whey protein, is definitely going to be creatine. For anybody that has any type of muscle building or muscle strength goal, there's now even some cool research coming out on kind of cognitive function. Um, 
creatine would definitely be one of my highest recommended things to people that have any of those goals, which I think majority of the people in the gym are having that as a goal. Creatine would definitely be a top three supplement for me, right? So when you look at the glutamine and the creatine as a great kind of addition to a shake, remember that like whey protein does have some level of glutamine already built into it because um, that's part of protein. It's amino acid. So adding a little extra is just something that I kind of try to get more of, especially when I'm working out a lot, right? Um, so that's kind of workout for from a shake standpoint. And then there's stuff that I use like during workout. And uh, one supplement that we just got this week that I'm now actually switching over to I used to do the Element Electrolyte Packs. I think one of the things when you're working out, especially around uh, strength stuff and more importantly even aerobic training, is making sure you're getting enough electrolytes. I think that's something that's you know now becoming more popular, which are going to be things like sodium, which are going to be things like potassium, and also going to be magnesium. And there's going to be a certain ratio, obviously, that you want when you're looking at electrolytes, but that's what kind of electrolytes are. And especially when you have a high training volume, electrolytes is something you're definitely going to want to have as a foundation in your training protocol and try to keep that around your training times. So you can even have salt before your runs, your workouts. You can have it during your runs. Definitely can have it something that's post-workout. But trying to keep that around your workout times is something that I focus on. So this new supplement that I've been using, it's called Rebirth. It has a little bit of electrolytes in there, has 18 grams of carbohydrates. I think it's just like dextrose or malodextrin. So just basically some fast-acting carbohydrates, which are great for fuel during your workout time. Uh, but more importantly, which is the big one, which is what I'm excited about, is the essential amino acids, right? Um, amino acids are the broken down form when we're willing to eat any type of protein. So when you look at protein being broken down to amino acids, we have to put amino acids in the family of like building muscle, muscle recovery, muscle preservation for those people that maybe are fasting or, you know, working their way into building up more whole protein from diet. Um, amino acids are great. So you always got to remember those kind of two family. There's branch chain amino acids and then there's essential amino acids, right? BCAAs only have, I think, three. Most companies will use just the three main ones from the amino acids. The essential amino acids are going to have all, I think it's nine or eight. Um, and why that's important is remember that essential amino acids are things that need to come from dietary sources. And if you're not getting enough of it from your animal protein sources daily, supplementing essential amino acids is going to be a great way to kind of fill that gap. Um, and that's something that I kind of use during my workout. So I'll just basically put like a scoop of that. I'll have a little bit of electrolytes. I'll have a little bit of um, some carbohydrates. It'll definitely have the essential amino acids, which are going to be great for fueling your workouts. Um, if I do not do a shake that day, I'll add creatine into this mix as well and drink that around workout times. Creatine is one of those things that I try to keep around workout times as well. Okay, so those are kind of like the three, like starting off my day, it sounds like three shakes already, right? Because it's like coffee is literally almost a shake because of how much stuff I have in there. Then I have my, you know, sometimes substitute breakfast shake, and then I'll do something where I sip on during the workouts. Um, the last kind of supplement realm will kind of fall more into now what I use for just daily health and, and or kind of winding down and sleep stuff. So for me, I, I probably take krill oil, which is something FNX sells as well that we sell here. Krill oil is like um, the better version of fish oil would be the way to put it, right? Um, so I take krill oil probably about five days a week. I do reishi mushroom at night, just do the little tincture before bed. Like I said, a lot of medicinal benefits. This is, used to be called, especially in Asian cultures, the immunity mushroom. Um, so there's a lot of cool research with just medicinal mushrooms themselves. And I think people forget that mushrooms are not vegetables. Like they're their own separate fungi family. Um, there's so much cool stuff with like reishi mushroom and lion's mane mushroom and cordyceps mushrooms and turkey tail and 
Uh, I mean, there's a long list of them, and trying to find that something that's, you know, adding in from a healthcare routine standpoint, I've added those in over the last few years, especially. So I do Rishi every night. Um, what else do I do at night? Oh, okay, this is a big one. This is probably going to be definitely on the essential list of things that I'll recommend after I'm done talking about mine is magnesium supplement. Magnesium is something that kind of works in an inverse relationship with stress. Meaning if you're low magnesium, it actually can aid in making your body more stressed, but vice versa. When we are stressed, it depletes magnesium. Um, and magnesium is a great kind of sleep supplement as well. So it's something that I kind of recommend for people that are struggling with sleep is finding things that kind of help wind you down. And magnesium is one of those things. So I use a company called Bio Optimizers um, and their magnesium breakthrough, I think is the name of that. I do that pretty much. Well, all these things, I'm never seven days a week. And to be honest with you, it's not because I'm not planning for it. It's just like... Some days I just forget to take them or I don't take them. And, and I think when you get to supplements, remember that that's okay. Because um, at the end of the day, it's all just a supplement to what I'm already doing from my whole food sources, right? So magnesium and reishi and then L-theanine sometimes. Like if I'm doing tea or a bone broth or uh, or sometimes I'll just dry bomb it straight to the mouth. L-theanine is something I put in my morning coffee because it kind of like suppresses caffeine on some of the jittery effects that some people maybe get from it. And me being such a like high high rev type a personality like it's nice to actually have something that kind of almost mellows me out as i'm having my caffeine source in the morning so l-theanine as well also is great for like relaxation and deeper stages of sleep so sometimes like that magnesium l-theanine combo is amazing um with the reishi as well so that's kind of what i take at nighttime and then from a daily standpoint um i'm trying to really think what else i take supplement wise like I, i take multivitamins on and off throughout the year um, I personally am trying to come from a place of getting majority of my micronutrients and my supplement protocol coming from whole food sources, but I definitely like having supplements kind of in the routine, either if it's a health thing or a workout thing or a food replacement thing or a food supplement thing, because, you know, for me, supplements kind of are, are two-sided. Yes, there is benefits. I don't like to just waste all my money on, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars for some people spending on a supplement protocol that doesn't work. There obviously is some benefit, but to be honest with you, it is so, so slim, right? Like you have to have a really, really good foundation for supplements to actually probably even do anything for you, Right. Um, like taking sleep supplements when you're someone that's on screens till 1 a.m. and drinking caffeine and stopping their last drink at 9 p.m. It's like, dude, you have some other foundational stuff you need to fix. But that, you know, so that's one side. It's definitely, I do agree, the stuff that I am taking has been researched, has been, you know, explored, has been tested by myself, and there's just things that I decided to keep there. But number two is you got to remember there's definitely a placebo effect, and I love the motivation that paying for a plan or paying for a trainer or paying for supplements or paying for new shoes or, you know, spending more time. So investing either money or time or energy and resources into something, um, the more things that run parallel with that goal, the easier it is to keep myself accountable to everything because I'm so invested, invested into all those things. Um, and I think that's one of the cool parts about supplements too, not to just tell everyone that it's obviously fairy dust and it doesn't work. It definitely does work. Just remember at a foundational level, there needs to be other things that are fixed. So that's kind of my like day-to-day stuff. So now what I want to do is I want to kind of jump into more like essentials for you guys. Like what should you be taking? What's going to be an essential thing that I would recommend probably for everyone when it comes to building muscle, weight loss, improving energy, vitality, longevity, and health? Um, I want to kind of go through that full spectrum, right? So just to kind of keep the focus, obviously, to open the conversation on workout stuff, like I was mentioning earlier, I think for me having some type of um, protein supplement, should be essential pretty much for everybody. I personally, from research um, and personal belief, 
think that whey protein is definitely going to be at a hierarchy level than a plant-based protein just because it gets you the full spectrum of amino acids that plant proteins do not provide. Um, that being said, obviously, I know some people are vegetarian or vegan and what those sources are. I would say a pea protein would be the thing that I would uh, most likely recommend out of the plant-based proteins, right? But for me personally, I would definitely recommend whey protein being the thing. Most of them now, these companies are doing a pretty good job with the filtration process. So they're cold processed. There's concentrates. There's isolates. There's uh, cold press. Even like there's all these different filtrations and kind of processing things that they do. And back probably 15, 20 years ago, mainly it was just like concentrate and isolate was the new thing. Now most of them are at a pretty good level. So like I use the company that we sell here, FNX. I use their whey protein. I do the vanilla one, and I don't do it really as a shake around my workout time. I personally use protein as something that is kind of supplementing in and or sometimes replacing food for me. Um, so that would be number one. Number two, creatine is definitely a huge workout supplement that I recommend to anybody that's in the gym. It's a great way to build muscle. It's a great way to add strength. Um, and I think for, especially with even with a fat loss goal, your focus in the gym should be on building strength and building muscle because that is the metabolic machinery that's going to keep you leaner, that's going to make you look better, that's going to give you some of those aesthetic goals, and it's going to help aid in fat loss just due to how metabolic it is. So always adding things that can help you build muscle should be essential, even if your goal is not necessarily muscle building and it's more fat loss focused, right? So always think about that when it comes to muscle building or supplements or focuses in general is it's a that's that should be the focus in the gym. So creatine for me is something like, yeah, taking five grams a day around your workout times is an easy way to add a little extra oomph to your strength protocol and muscle building process. Um, and like I was saying earlier, there's a little bit of uh, stuff now research why even coming out from cognitive function, which I think is cool. It is something that comes from food. You know, it's something that we see a lot in kind of um, animal-based proteins, especially red meat. Like, they have creatine in there. And it's like the same thing with whey protein, right? Is that It's a dairy product. So that's like the one thing that I would say, you know, be aware of if you are dairy sensitive is not having a lot of whey in the diet. If you're someone that's a little bit more sensitive to dairy, something you should be aware of. Um, and making sure, obviously, you're not making it with milk, like you're putting it with water or fruits or something else. So whey protein, definitely number one. Number two would definitely be creatine for me. I think it's a great workout supplement that pretty much everybody should have in the protocol if you're going to the gym. Um, number three, and this is no particular order, but I think this is something just now over the last couple of years doing so much research in kind of the health supplement space. Magnesium has kind of moved up there for me as like an essential for people to take. I think magnesium is something just due to the fact, especially in the state that we're at with some of the, you know, the anxiety and the stress that this kind of pandemic's created over the last couple of years for so many people. And just in general, a lot of people are very stressed with day-to-day -day life. It depletes magnesium, and that's magnesium has, I think, seven different chelates, like different forms, which is why I take the bio-optimizer one because it has all of them. Um, and they all aid in so many different per, you know, production cycles and so many different things inside of the body from a health standpoint that almost every single health book that I've read and nutrition book that I've read over the last couple of years mentions magnesium being kind of at the top of the list. So that would definitely be something I'd recommend for people. And maybe just taking the serving size like, you know, two, three hours before bed, it's going to help you go to bed a little bit better. It's going to help you fall into these deeper stages of sleep. Um, and especially from a health standpoint and a stress standpoint, you want to make sure you're definitely getting adequate magnesium levels. Um, and one thing that I definitely need to throw out there for everybody on all these supplement recommendations is, you know, if you're, if you're questioning if it's something you should take and 
maybe you want to consolidate like a doctor or get blood work done like i always am a huge component of like making sure you're getting your stuff tested like i do blood work i track sleep i track blood sugar i track a lot of things so this way i know what to adjust and what to supplement in based off some of my own metrics so definitely something to think about is don't just do everything i'm telling you to do today it's like just think about why these are at the top of the list and maybe something that you should look into as well so Whey protein, creatine, magnesium being another one. Um, for me, I think gut health is really something that I've been trying to focus on as well with nutrition, um, especially over the last few years. So glutamine and I think recovery stuff, and I'm going to kind of throw just amino acids in the same conversation, but let's just start with glutamine because it's still a part of it. Glutamine is a great recovery amino acid that I've been taking probably on and off for a decade at least. Um, but now there's so much more information coming on in glutamine that's actually showing the benefit on kind of the gut health standpoint. And the permeability of having a healthy gut is essential to, I think, pretty much majority of all health and disease. Uh, what's the famous quote from Socrates that basically all disease starts in the gut, right? So doing things that actually keep you aware of gut health, I think, are important. So I think glutamine definitely falls into that category for me. Um, and you're now you're just kind of catching on to some of why these amino acids are so important for health and optimization. Uh, and that kind of brings me into the amino acids part, right? Is There's a question of branch chain amino acids and essential amino acids, and I personally love essential amino acids because it has all of them that's why eaas are better than bcaas um so not to say that bcaas are a complete waste of money but to be honest with you it's like you're gonna get way more bang for your buck having eaas and that's great for people that are fasting it's great for people that maybe are lower on the supplement or sorry the uh, protein standpoint so it's something you want to supplement into um, it's great to drink during your workouts. It's great to help with recovery and muscle preservation and muscle building. And once again, kind of like the same topic I was talking about with creatine, I think like that's something that we should want to be focused on with our supplement routine is what brings us more energy, vitality, longevity, but also what allows us to build muscle when we're thinking about workout supplements. Um, and that's why protein and creatine and glutamine and amino acids are the things that I would throw inside of that family as kind of being the essentials, right? Um, so those are kind of the four that I would think about with workouts that you should be really focused on. The other stuff, like when it comes to pre-workouts, here's my opinion on pre-workouts. You should need pre-workout, right? Like I think pre-workout is something that is, uh, if I were to put in the fairy dust things that just for a lot of supplement companies making a lot of money on, pre-workouts would be those things. I'd much rather you just be focused more on like electrolytes um, and nourishment during your workouts because you should have enough energy to get into that. That being said, up to about two years ago, I used pre-workout for about a decade straight. I liked the extra oomph that it gave me. Um, I personally now, because I'm trying to be more cautious of how much caffeine I'm taking in, um, I try to just focus on my coffee, my one or two a day that I'm having, and that's kind of where I'm getting my caffeine from, and I don't try to put any additional stimulants. And here's why for me personally. Um, when I do my blood work, the one thing that is kind of the area of focus for me is my cortisol levels. Like my stress hormones are naturally... I wouldn't say naturally, but my stress hormones are just elevated higher than I would like them. So you have to remember that caffeine is a stressful response in the body. Stimulants are of any sort, right? So if you're someone that has higher stress hormones, so adrenaline or cortisol or you know whatever we're looking at here on the blood panel, you need to really pay attention to mitigating how much caffeine and stimulant you're taking in a day on top of obviously the stress management. So one thing that I personally try to do is I try not to have coffee within the first hour of me waking up. I try to wait like an hour, hour and a half, or hour and a half, two hours. Um, definitely not perfect on this all the time. Sometimes I just want a coffee right away. But majority of the time I am. And what that allows you to do is because cortisol is high while waking, giving your body time to kind of regulate and 
bring that cortisol back down to a little bit more of a normal range within those first couple hours, which it does based off just circadian biology, then having that coffee, right? So for me, when it comes to the pre-workout conversation, I do get the question a lot. I don't think it's something you should be dependent on. If you want to do it as a kickstart, you want to do it on times where you're having like times of low motivation, Sure, I guess I'd rather have you do that and get to the gym, but I don't want that to be an area of dependence. So that's why I'm not going to put it on the list of essentials. We do sell it here. People do swear by having pre-workout as part of their kind of routine. Um, as long as you're smart about it and not doing it super late at night, I don't think it's a problem. Um, I just don't think it's something necessarily that I would be wanting to spend money on because I'm trying to reduce stimulant intake and also like I don't need it. Like I have enough energy throughout the day. I don't need it. Um, we want to look at things that are going to be a little bit more supplement and essential, right? Um, but then other than that, like I said, other things that I kind of like to throw in there, medicinal mushrooms is something I always kind of put on the conversation for people that I think it's, you know, reishi mushroom, um, is great for just obviously immunity, um, and immune function, but also there's a lot of cool stuff coming out with just helping with more restorative stages of sleep. Lion's made mushroom I take every morning is more for cognitive function, um, and then there's cordyceps, which you can even take. There's some cool research with that, with just aerobic capacity. So working out, obviously, if you wanted to take that around there. There's the turkey tail. There's the other one. I mean, there's all these other you know, things that you can take for immunity and health standpoint. So I don't think I'd really think that you need to take all of them. I just like lion's mane, and I like reishi, and I've kind of kept that over the last three years. So it's always something that I think out of all the things that I would push, that I, I'm a big fan and advocate of medicinal mushrooms, right? Um, okay. And I just want to wrap it up there, right? I just wanted to kind of talk about, you know, supplements that I do because I got the question, supplements that I would probably recommend and why. But really just to kind of close off today's conversation is remember that supplements are in the name. It is a supplement to what you're doing and it's not a replacement to what you're doing. Ideally, we want to get majority of all our micro density and our nutrients from whole food sources, from our fruits and our vegetables and our animal proteins, right? And getting them from these whole food sources and diversifying as much as we can and eating in season as much as we can because we shouldn't really need to supplement. But that being said, there's definitely merit to having it. This is why I still do it. Um, I think especially for someone that is testing, you know, blood levels or, you know, more cautious of health and longevity, trying to fill some of the gaps in maybe with the areas you're not eating a lot of and filling those gaps in with supplements. I think that's great. Um, protein for some of the macro level, if someone's not getting enough protein, then yeah, supplementing with a protein shake is going to be a great step in the right direction and a great bridge to those things. Um, and looking what your areas of focus are, right? Supplements don't just need to be workout things. That could be health. They could be energy. They could be sleep. Um, that could be stress. Um, ideally, focusing on a more holistic way will always be the thing that I preach, but I still take supplements, and I wanted you guys to kind of be aware of some of the workout and health supplements that I take and that I recommend, so I hope that helps you guys. Um, I will see you guys next week. Next week, I will probably do it on Thursday instead of Friday. We're doing a nutrition masterclass. So I'm most likely to probably talk about something nutrition, maybe some of the stuff that I put together. Um, and that being said, I love the questions and feedback that I'm getting back, especially with the nutrition stuff. So if you guys have things that you want me to talk about or you want to learn about, it's great for me to kind of learn and coach it myself. Um, and I would love to kind of get more feedback from you guys on what you want to hear, right? So text me, DM me. You guys know how to get a hold of me for those that are listening. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.